Applause is fine. Go ahead. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to worship this morning. I am so glad to see all of you on this beautiful July Sunday. I am Pastor Jill, and we want to welcome you to Noblesville First for this wonderful, wonderful day of worship. Today we will continue our series called Doing a New Thing, a church in transition. And we'll talk about the different seasons of our lives, including the new season that we are entering into right now. And i also like to invite those online to join us in worship by taking a candle nearby, lighting it as a representation of the light of Christ that each of us comes together. If I can get this to light this morning. That light of Christ that unites us all. Now I invite you to join me in our call to worship. Gather us in, Lord, and hear our prayers. We come to this place in need of healing and hope. Gather us in, Lord, and heal our spirits. We come here seeking guidance and strength. Gather us in, Lord, and open our hearts to receive your word. Open our hearts, our spirits, and our souls to hear your word and follow you more faithfully. Amen. I invite you to stand and we'll sing together, I'll hail the power of Jesus' name.
Let us pray. God of every season, we are thankful for the many seasons of our lives, of joys and blessings, and also the things that challenge us and challenge us and call us closer to you. As we enter this time of worship, bless our time, send your Holy Spirit, open our hearts, our ears, and our minds to the ways we will connect with you and one another this morning. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. amazed when I think the King of Glory would come to live within the heart of man.
this morning we would like to share some concerns with you and some other thoughts. Kim and Kevin Brinegar ask us to pray for Jeff Atwood, Kevin's cousin, who is hospitalized and suffering from an acquired immune system disease. He is in serious condition. We share our prayers and concerns with all who are homebound, hospitalized, hurting for any reason, or anticipating medical procedures soon. We wish them God's comforts and peace. Our concerns also turn to the need for rain for our crops can continue to flourish at Teeter Farm to help our farmers. Please pray for abundant rain over Teeter soon. We also share celebrations of joy that we can share the joy of Jesus with someone else today. What a beautiful gift to share and a great way to make more disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of this world. Now please join me in a call to prayer. God of abundant life, as summer unfolds around us, we give you thanks for warm sunny days, for beauty in our gardens, and for crops growing in our fields. In those parts of our world, so, and goodness of your creation, God of hope and love, draw us closer to you this day. Show us what you desire for us and inspire us through the example of Jesus to be faithful in your call. Amen. Now please join us in a moment of silent prayer and take to God what's on your heart this morning. And then we'll follow with a pastoral prayer and then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus and by most Holy Spirit, we thank you for all time, time to spend with one another, time with those who have gone before us, the time you patiently waited for each of us and time for each breath and heartbeat. But Father, thank you most of all for the precious time we spend together with you in prayer. For being our God that never leaves us, always loves us, and remains faithful to us without hesitation. We are grateful, Lord, for all that you are, all that you do, and all that you created. Forgive our impatience 
And teach us, Holy Spirit, that your timing is always perfect. It is by your grace and for your glory that we are here right now at this exact moment of time to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you and the world as you see fit. And thank you for the Lord's Prayer that we say together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. student ministry and just uh, excited um, when I got here back in January we launched the 200 envelopes initiative and it was awesome the church came out in full force and donated over $7,500 to 200 with 200 envelopes and with your generosity we've been able to put together different youth events throughout the year we've got some money for mission trips and we were also able to help in funding the adventure club with the children and family ministry yeah that's where i come in so my name is ali hall and i'm the director of family ministries here and we've actually been hosting teeter adventure club every month during the summer we started back in may and last week we welcomed over 70 families to the farm so that's been really great we've had great turnout every single month we've done things like swim in the river and look for crawdads. We have played with donkeys and learned the difference between donkeys and horses. We've done an exciting bee experiment and lots of demonstrations. And we've had a ton of fun and that wouldn't have been possible without all of you. So thank you so much for all of your generosity uh, and helping us uh, really make an impact on the youth here in Noblesville. God bless. And the fun continues. I want to take a few moments to let you know about some exciting things happening here at Noblesville First. Continuing our children's ministry, we do have a Sunday splash coming up. That will be July 31st at 9.45 at Teeter Worship. Uh, my son was in the front row and went, yes! So bring your kids in their swimsuits, sunscreen, all that fun stuff on July 31st at 9.45. And I understand that the water slides and activities will continue through the 11 o'clock worship as well. So if they want to hang out longer, that's fine. So you'll check, parents will check your kids in at normal time, and then they're off and running. So looking forward to sharing that with you guys on the 31st. And there's a new Monday evening Bible study coming up starting on August the 1st. So if evenings are a better time for you, now's your chance to come to a Monday evening study. The topic will be Ephesians by Max Lucado, and there'll be really interesting questions, inspirational stories, and reflections to take you deeper into God's Word. Make sure to check out the website for more information and to sign up. And Pastor Nicole, of course, we are awaiting her arrival on August the 1st, and take a moment to go to the website 
check out the times there for meet and greets. This is going to be your chance to get to know Pastor Nicole, ask her questions. She can ask you questions. It'll be a really nice time to get to know her. So pick a date that works for you, and we look forward to having you there. And Pastor Nicole and I are leading a trip to the Holy Land in April of 2023. I know that seems really far away, but now's the time to think about signing up. So please visit the website or contact me at uh, jmoffittnoblesofirst.com. I'm happy to put you on our list, and more information will be coming soon. And of course, there's a lot more going on that we are not going to address this morning, but take time to go to the website, click on that Next Steps link, and it will take you to everything you need to know, including also prayer requests, ways to give, and other ways to get involved here. Also take time today to fill out your connection card, note a few things on there that we would like your input on as well, and we look forward to reading those. And of course, if you are visiting with us for the first time today, welcome. Make sure to see either me or Bonnie or a hospitality coordinator, Pam. We love to give you a gift and get you more information. And now as we are entering into our time of offering, I invite you to think of the ways that you might give back to God through church, through your hands and feet, through the ways that you pray, the ways that you show up. That's the way we can give too. So let's ask God to bless our time of offering. God, we give you thanks for the many, many ways that you give to us. And now we ask to open our hearts for the ways that we can give something back. Some of us have financial gifts. Some of us have prayers. Some of us have the stories that we share and the ways that we connect. Some of us have talents that we can use. Some of us want to volunteer more time. Whatever it is, O oh God, we ask that you would open our hearts, bless each and every gift that will come before us today or in the coming weeks, that they would be signs of your kingdom right here in Noblesville and beyond. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.
be seated. I invite you to join me in our prayer for understanding. O God, source of all truth, by your Spirit, reveal your will for us in the reading of your word. Stir our hearts and minds and strengthen us to respond in faithfulness. Amen. Today's scripture lesson comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There's a season for everything and a time for every matter under the heavens, a time for giving birth and a time for dying, a time for planting and a time for uprooting what was planted, a time for killing and a time for healing, a time for tearing down and a time for building up. A time for crying and a time for laughing. A time for mourning and a time for dancing. A time for throwing stones and a time for gathering stones. A time for embracing and a time for avoiding embraces. A time for searching and a time for losing. A time for keeping and a time for throwing away. A time for tearing and a time for repairing. A time for keeping silent and a time for speaking. A time for loving and a time for hating. A time for war and a time for peace. We are thankful for the gift of scripture. Well, earlier this week, I sat across from an old friend and colleague over coffee when the inevitable question came up, a loaded question. He said, well, what's new with you? What's going on in your life? I thought, oh. Where to start, right? Where to start? Where to start indeed? In this season of my life, of course, I'm really diving into ministry here with you all, especially as we are in this time of transition. I'm beginning the journey of caring for aging parents. As some of you know that my mom has early onset Alzheimer's, so we are entering into that new season. And of course, I am a mom to a very active six-year-old boy who some of you earlier, we were in here, and he was jumping, running and jumping over these stairs. I don't know where he gets that energy. So this is the season of my life also where I'm apparently having to learn all about fishing, okay? (laughs) Did I ever imagine spending my Saturday afternoon in the Isle of Walmart pouring over bait and fishing rods, and uh, no, I never imagined that. But for everything, there is a season, amen? (laughs) If you were to map out the seasons of your life, what would it look like? Maybe something like this. (laughs) There we go. Ooh, right? Pretty, Pretty much, I heard pretty much. I'm guessing that if we were to each map out our lives, according to season, we would really find that our life is nothing more than a series of transitions that teach us about ourselves, about others, and about life's many, many circumstances. We'd also find that each season teaches us something about how we evolve and grow emotionally and spiritually throughout our lives, and that we also learn, of course, that change is really the only constant in our lives. Well, the author of Ecclesiastes was no stranger to these ideas. Supposedly written by King Solomon in a time of him trying to understand his life and find satisfaction, 
he was a bit of a pessimist in this letter. If you read all of it, it's kind of like, oh, we're nothing but a wind and fleeting and, oh my gosh, vanity, vanity. And, and we're supposed to eat, drink, and be merry and forget about everything else. And we're living a misunderstood existence. But yet, he has a lot of wisdom as he offers these words of Ecclesiastes that we read this morning. Of course, many of us might know these words from an old song by the birds. You can sing along. Right? You know it. You know it. Yep, and I saw you singing. It's going to be in your head the rest of the week, just like it was for me, and I was writing this sermon. <sighs> okay, last week we talked a bit about calling and how each of us is called to something in our lives, some direction that we feel that God is calling us. And selfishly, I want to take a moment to share a little more about my call to ministry and why I'm still a part of this odd and wondrous calling. A lot of times I'm asked, why did you become a pastor? What was it that led you into this vocation? And I respond by saying that it is a privilege to be invited into people's lives through any and every season. Whether it's the birth or baptism of a baby or to the bedside of someone who is dying or those in-between times like a wedding, or sitting with someone who was going through a divorce, or struggling with addiction, struggling with loss, and all kinds of life struggles. Even walking teenagers through confirmation, I know we had some confirmands in here a little bit ago, even if it means getting slimed, slime the pastor, which hasn't happened yet here, but I'm told maybe in the future. Even that, yes, walking with people through life's many, many seasons. Pastor Lillian Daniel wrote a book called This Odd and Wondrous Calling. And in that, she says, Where else can you be invited into living rooms of new mothers and into hospice rooms of the dying and find hope in both places? I do love being a minister. I love the agility it calls forth and the chaos that only Jesus could organize into a calling. So I want to take a moment of personal privilege to say thank you. Thank you to all of you for allowing me to be a part of your many seasons. Even in my two years here, one being COVID, I have been blessed to be a part of your season of life map in some way. So thank you. Thank you also for sitting in this new season of the church as we await a new lead pastor as we have had staff changes, as we have had worship time changes, as we have had all these changes that have been happening since COVID and beyond for a number of reasons, for being open to new things to come, for being curious and excited and everything in between. Thanks for being along for the ride. If I've learned anything from my seasons of life map, it's that I am thankful for God's unchanging and unwavering presence in the midst of so much 
change, and uncertainty. When I read these words from Ecclesiastes, I can relate in so many ways, as I'm sure all of you can as well. Some make total sense. Some make us uncomfortable. Some have multiple meanings depending on our life circumstance. Now, when I was in the middle of a very difficult season of my life, I told myself often it was just that, a season. It was a time of tears and struggle and lots of sleepless nights, and it felt as if my world was crumbling around me and I could not find my footing. It was that season of my life that my marriage eventually came to an end. And that was, of course, followed shortly by a new season, one of sadness and many mixed emotions, but also a season of joy and newness of life in the midst of it all. Do you know what it's like to have a good laugh after having cried for so long? Ever been there? I have. Ecclesiastes tells us that there is a time for crying and a time for laughing. A reminder that the worst thing is never the last thing. And the psalmist tells us that weeping may last for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Eva Kaur is an amazing example of someone who is able to face the seasons of her life with courage and resilience. I've been able to share a little bit about my journey with her as I traveled with her to Auschwitz years ago, but she continues to amaze me even though she passed away several years ago, but the stories keep coming out about her. Of course, as a 10-year-old twin at Auschwitz, she and her sister were separated from their family on the selection platform never to see them again. They were victims of Dr. Mengele, the angel of death. They were subjected to horrendous medical experiments and almost died. Every day was met with a challenge to fight for their lives and hope that they would survive to see freedom. On my trip to Auschwitz with Eva back in 2013, I was amazed once again at her courage to face such a horrific and traumatic place over and over again as she led hundreds of people back to Auschwitz in order to share her story and instill hope, even in the darkest of places. Her message of forgiveness and courage and respect for all persons will continue to have a ripple effect throughout generations to come. When Eva famously traveled back to Auschwitz with a Nazi doctor named Dr. Munch, he took part of the executions at Auschwitz, and she met with him as he shared his story. And she gave him an original copy of her letter of forgiveness. And then he gave her a document attesting to everything that happened in the gas chambers. Eva shared, it changed my life completely. I am free. I can go to Auschwitz, and it no longer destroys me. I danced the hora on the platform where my family was taken away. They took away the joy of my life. I decided that this was the place I am going to reclaim. I couldn't let Auschwitz, Mengele, the selection platform, anything prevent me from being a happy, healthy, emotionally healthy human being. And I have a video of Eva dancing the hora. Let's take a look at it. Thank <laughs> you. 
dancing the horror at Auschwitz became somewhat of a tradition for Eva as she continued to take groups there and share her story. Usually the horror is a Jewish wedding dance. Have you ever been to a Jewish wedding or seen in movies where they lift the bride and groom up on the chairs and they court them around? That is a dance of celebration. That is the horror. And walking these steps with her, I thought to myself, here is someone who has lived through an unimaginable season, but who has joy in her heart. She showed us the truest form of what Ecclesiastes says, that there is a time of mourning and a time for dancing. It is safe to say that we as a church have been through many seasons in a short amount of time, as well as individuals. I know that I have, from the pandemic to moving here, to my son starting kindergarten last year, to learning and relearning life after COVID-19, to now facing a new thing here at church. When today's text says that there is a season for embracing and a time to refrain from embracing, my mind immediately went to what? Yeah, the, the COVID pandemic where we were told that literally we had to refrain from embracing and being physical, having physical touch with each other. Wow. Well, studies, of course, have shown that human beings need physical touch. Each and every stage of life from birth until death, we need the gift of touch. Babies do not thrive if never held by their caregivers. And holding someone's hand through a difficult moment can make all the difference. A warm embrace can be just what someone needs in a time of grief or pain. Many of us remember what it was like to only visit loved ones through a window or from far away. Perhaps you had a few parking lot meetings. <laughs> we remember that longing to embrace someone we hadn't seen in a while, but we still had to refrain. At the Indiana Annual Conference this year, I had a chance to see so many friends and colleagues that I had not seen in over two years, and some I'd only seen on the computer screen. It was so good to be in each other's presence. There was still a bit of that, can I give you a hug? You know, that, that awkward, yes, yes, yes. To embrace one another and appreciate something that we had taken for granted was amazing. That season of having to refrain from embracing reminded us all of how precious it is to be face-to-face -face and be able to embrace one another or to shake hands. And that the gift of touch is key to our happiness and well-being as we connect with other people. And now we find ourselves as a church entering into that new season. If I could write my own version of Ecclesiastes 3 for Nobles Old First, it might sound something like this. There is a time to say goodbye and a time to welcome. There is a time to let go and a time to embrace change. There is a time to love what has been and a time to dream what is to come. A time to grieve and a time to celebrate. A time for prayer and a time to serve. A time for planting and a time to see what will become. So today I invite you to reflect on what season of your life are you in right now? Where are you on your seasons of life map? 
Are you content? Are you anxious? Is this a difficult season for you? Are you in a time of transition into a new season? Are you in a season of curiosity and growth? Or are you feeling a little bit stuck? Wherever you are, whatever season you are in, be mindful of the words of Ecclesiastes. And the reality is that there is a time for everything. A time for joy, peace, and contentment. As well as a time for challenge, growth, and hardship. The good news rests in the fact that the hope and joy and peace that is found in Jesus Christ is constant and unchanging. So we too, as a congregation, are entering into this new season. And may we be ready to embrace whatever that may look like, whatever mark this will leave on our Seasons of Life map. And may we know the unchanging and steadfast nature of God who walks with us through each and every season of our lives. Amen. Amen. And we'll close out with a song. So I invite you to stand and we'll sing together. Now go with peace and the knowledge that there is a season for everything. Go for to embrace that new season and to find hope, joy, and peace in the name of Jesus. Amen.